the Blue Pew Bible on page 544. Let us read through with God's word in awe and reverence. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. You know, families can get uh, really frustrated with rearing their children. It can be a big headache to get kids to respond properly. And many times, it brings the worst out of parents. This seems to be a big battlefield when parents get home from their job. And some even prefer to stay at their job rather than to come home to all this turbulence. Yet parents' ears perch up when they get tips of how they could raise up their children in a proper manner. You know, in our studies from the book of Proverbs, there are many guidelines on parenting. In Proverbs 22, 6, it's probably the best-known uh, proverb on rearing of children. It's probably one of the most quoted verse from the book of Proverbs. Yet, however, it's often misunderstood. Let me just read that verse to you again, Proverbs 22.6. It says, train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old... He will not turn from it. This sounds like a great promise. However, some parents get very disappointed because they try their very best in, in raising up their kids, but their kids turn away from God. We have learned um, that Proverbs are life principles that are general rules rather than unconditional promises. When parents fear God and seeks his wisdom and attempts to instill them upon their children, well, those children most likely will follow the Lord. But yet, at the same time, we find that there are some casualties. that some rebel. But most will really appreciate the solid training that they have received. And when they are old, they will not depart from the training that their parents have given to them. We need to understand that no matter how hard parents try to direct our children in the right way, that the child has a choice to make on their own. The Lord has blessed Ellie and I with two children. We train them and we treat them both alike. However, my daughter uh, grew up and 
for he loved the Lord. However, my son, uh, when he went off to college, he departed from God and from the church. Well, I try hard to persuade him to come back to the church. Well, uh, I realized that our conversation got shorter and shorter. And, and it came to a point where they, they, he didn't really want to talk to me. See, I wanted to control him. And the more I pushed him, the more he pushed me away. I really felt shamed. I felt that I had failed as a parent. And God convicted me that I need to commit myself to rebuild our relationship in order to regain trust. I decided not to ask him about God, about church, about, about fellowship, but really focus on his life and focus on things that he is interested in. I wanted to build that relationship with him so that I would be in position to influence him in the future. Before we dive into the, um, the Proverbs here in verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 6, I want to give you kind of an overview of what I'll be preaching. If you have your uh, bulletin, uh, you have a sermon outlined there. I want to answer four questions. And they are first, why do children need to be trained? Secondly, who is responsible for training the children? And thirdly, what do the children need to be trained in? And fourthly, how do we go about training our children? Let's look at that first question. Why do children need to be trained? Well, first and foremost, we need to realize the condition of the child. See, this uh, word child is used seven times in Proverbs. And it refers to a youth or a, a young man. You're described as being foolish and one that, who, that pursues folly. We see in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15, it says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, for the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. See, there's no need to teach a child to do foolish things. It, they just do it automatically. They're inherently sinful. See, without proper training, life will be difficult. If we leave them alone, they may go down a dangerous path. You know, as children grow, they go through many changes. And as they move from childhood to adulthood, life becomes pretty messy. The young people need guidance and help. And too often, parents pass that responsibility to the church or to their grandparents or to their school teachers. Well, the question is, who is responsible in training the children? You see, the church really only comes along the side of the parents to equip them to disciple their children. Well, let's look at some scriptures and see what it has to say. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, 
verses 1 and 2, in verse 7, let me just read that to you. It says, these are the commands, decree, and law the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you and your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you. And so that you may enjoy long life. In verse 7, it says, Impress them on your children. Talk with them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. We see here that parents are not only to be obedient to God's word, but they have the responsibility to teach their children. Also, we go to the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. It says, fathers, and sometimes that father is also implying talking to parents. It says, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Again, here we see clearly that it's the parents. Parents are to provide training and instructions for their children. You know, a very high percentage of church kids that were raised here uh, fall away from their faith when they get into college. Some people blame it on the church that they're not doing a good job. Yet, in reality, we see that the kids only spend a couple of hours in the church a week. But at home, they spent most of their childhood growing up. See, ultimately, the responsibility falls upon the parents. They are the primary faith influencer. It is the parents that are to train their children. Now, that word trained means uh, in, in, in the original dedicate. See, there are four, that word is used four other times in the Old Testament. And it is indicating dedicating a, a structure to God. So train up is to dedicate a child that has completed something important. It may refer to an initiation of a young man into adulthood. See, there are many important principles of life that a young man needs to learn before adulthood. Training is necessary to prepare a child for their future responsibilities. Matter of fact, this word train, the root word for that actually is the word narrow. This word suggests a picture of cattle being guided into a narrow entrance of a pen. There is a particular direction and goal to pursue and guide. I found out uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my Medicare insurance has offered free gym membership at YMCA. Well, I was excited. I was always too cheap to uh, get a gym membership, but now it's free. 
So I went on in last week, and um, I got a trainer and everything, and he, he, he guided me throughout the, the place, a different machine, as to how I might be able to strengthen my physical well-being. You know, similarly, children need a trainer to guide them to strengthen their emotional and spiritual well-being. See, parents are the primary spiritual influencer. They're the trainer that's necessary. That leads us to that second question. What do the children need to be trained in? Again, going back to verse 6, it says, To train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. This word, way, is used repeatedly throughout all the Proverbs to indicate a chosen path of life. Matter of fact, there's two contrasting paths that are seen throughout the book of Proverbs. First, it's the path of wisdom and righteousness. We, we've talked a lot about that the last couple of weeks. Well, that will lead to life. Yet, on the other hand, it will contrast that there is a path of wickedness or foolishness which will lead to death. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25, it says, The fool finds pleasure in evil conduct, but a man of understanding delights in wisdom. See, one can choose to follow their natural nature, which is foolishness and folly, or they could choose to follow wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It says, Wisdom begins with learning to fear God. God needs to be an integral part in our lives. We fear God by being at all of who God is and revering Him and understanding who He is and we respond in trusting in Him. And the best way for us to teach our children to fear God is for us to fear God. We need to show our children that we can trust God through good time as well as bad time because God is in total control. He's an awesome God. All of us want the very best for our children. We take them to Kumon. We take them to piano lessons. We take them to dancing lessons. Our children are probably the most privileged kids around. Yet in spite of all these wonderful skills that they can inquire, what supersedes all of them are spiritual truth. For they will last for eternity. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, 1 to 2, that we read earlier, we are commanded to teach God's word and his commands to our children. In order for our children to value scripture, we as parents need to value the Bible. May we read it together discuss life principles together and see how that applies to our life. 
Now let's look at the third question. How should children be trained in? First, it is imperative to start this training early as possible. When there is lack of training, the, the child will automatically pursue folly and develop bad habits. And the longer we allow bad habits to continue, the more difficult to break those bad habits. Therefore, when a child starts training early, he or she will develop good foundational habits to build their life in. Our study shows that a child developed most of their personalities and habits during the first six years of their lives. We can choose to pay the cost in the front end by, train, by starting training early and then enjoy peace in the long run. Or we could choose to procrastinate in the training in the front end and pay great price in the long run. Or second, how we can train our children is to develop good relationship through intentional communication. See, in order to train well, the parents need to be in position to influence the key to influence is meaningful relationship with our child. I learned from Josh McDowell who says, rules without relationship will end in rebellion. It is not wise to set up a bunch of rules without relationship. Now, the key to building meaningful relationship is good communication. And the key to good communication is listening. One of the most common complaints from young people is that their parents do not listen to them, no, they understand them. See, when we listen, we really seek to understand from our child's perspective, particularly when he or she is a teenager. Instead of lecturing, Parents must be gentle in encouraging their children to discuss about their own ideas, their, their beliefs. Now, no matter how off-base they may sound, may we listen to them. And after they speak, tell them what we heard. We need to understand that understanding does not mean that we necessarily agree with our child. However, it communicates that you care about them. You want to understand their point of view. Now, through time, they will be more comfortable to share from their hearts with us. And if we do not have good communication, it is difficult to guide and teach our children. Now, let's look at Deuteronomy 6-7. We read that earlier, and I'll read it again. It says, impress them on your children. That's God's word. It says, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. 
In other words, look for opportunity throughout the day to connect with our child, to build relationship, and to be in position to teach them. Training in general needs to be intentional. Relationship with our children does not happen automatically. We need to take the initiative to go to them with an attitude to giving them value. Parents should not try to have a particular agenda when we go to them. It is all too common for the adolescent to assume something is wrong anytime a parent calls his name. Just get together for no specific purpose other than just to talk. You might say, hey, Paul, I'm going to the store to pick up some milk. Why don't you come along and we can talk? Well, these invitations needs to be done regularly. At the same time, may we look for teachable moments to bring out life principle organically. After watching a movie with your child, discuss any application for life. Draw out any biblical principle as applicable. Now, may we be flexible with time and place when our child wants to talk with us. He or she might choose times that are not convenient to us, but be available, for those times do not come around regularly. Most of the time, our child is not ready to talk when we are ready to talk. When we talk with our child, enter into their world. Find out their interests. Find out their passion. Encourage them to tell you about them. Find common areas to talk about. Share specific ways how you value them. Tell them why you appreciate about them. For good communication is the key to building lasting relationship. When there's good relationship, the child will be more open to listen to our teaching and to our advice. See, the church recognizes the importance of intimate communication. Yet, unfortunately, our devices, our phones, have distracted us from meaningful relationship. Now, I want to invite uh, you to join the all-church campaign entitled Connect 3D. This six-week campaign will teach us to replace negative technology habits with healthy patterns. May we learn to control our devices instead of allowing the devices to control us. Now, after worship service, as you're exiting, uh, we'll be distributing a campaign package for every family. In it, there'll be a letter to, uh, that will challenge you to participate. Uh, there'll be a guide to explain the purpose of this campaign. In addition, there'll be accountability contracts for families, as well as accountability contracts for singles and couples that do not have kids. They are enclosed. There'll also be suggested uh, activities in the packet. See, the church also will provide additional resources. If you go to the XCC website, they will, they will have a lot of resources to help us to fulfill our commitment. 
please take the accountability contract and make a commitment to as many of those goals that are listed there. Then find an accountability partner, whether that might be a family member, whether it might be a, a classmate, or whether it might be a small group member. Bring it to your small groups and discuss it among one another. Now, in the middle of the campaign, specifically on Friday, February 21st, we're going to have a special technology and family workshop given by Mr. Frank, who will show us how to integrate technology into our daily lives. So please mark that on your calendar and join us. Now, the third suggestion as to how, how should children be trained is to model for them, to model for our children. See, lessons that we teach our children are more caught than taught. Our children are constantly watching us in what we say and what we do. And one of the best ways to teach them to love God is for us to love God. Whatever we want our child to learn, we need to display it regularly to them. Our action speaks louder than words. Children learn values, morals, and priority by observing how their parents act and react every day. And when we value God's Word by having regular devotions and prayer, our children will be motivated to follow also. And when we face difficulties in life and turn to the Lord in a consistent way, our child will probably do likewise. For in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 20, in the, in the Living Bible version, it says, Follow the steps of the godly instead, and stay on the right path. Now, the fourth suggestion, and the last one that I'm going to give, to how should children be trained is discipline your children. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11, it says, 11 and 12, it says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplined those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. And in Proverbs 13, verse 24, it says, He who spared the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. You see, discipline your child means to hold them accountable to their decision. Set up boundaries. Teach them if they stay within the guardrails that they will be safe. But if they go out of it, then they will get into trouble. Children need to experience consequences. And when they do something wrong, they need to be held responsible for it. Too often, parents tend to be overprotective and not allow them to experience pain. Make sure when we have rules that it is clear. And do not make too many rules. And when we set them, it is imperative that we follow through with it consistently. 
Because when we do not follow through with it, it only confuses the child. I remember the principle rules without relationship will result in rebellion. May we discipline or correct out of love and not out of anger or revenge. I mentioned to you earlier that my son turned away from the Lord when he went off to college. I'm thankful to the Lord for watching over him. Several, week, several years back, I was talking to him over the phone when he said casually he met his friend at West Houston Chinese Church last Sunday. And I said, were you at church last Sunday? And he said, yeah, I, I, I've been going to church the last couple of months. Well, I, I could barely hold the excitement I had inside. But I had to say calmly, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but the inside, I was jumping up and down, praising God. I was so glad that um, I did not get in the way of God by pushing my son away. Now, my son has three kids of his own, and he's a devoted follower of Christ. And my heart melts as I see my son reading the Bible, teaching his children about God. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. May we be obedient to the Lord by accepting the call to be the primary faith influencer for our children. They do pursue folly, and God has mandated parents to train and to guide them to walk in wisdom and righteousness. But before we can influence our child, we need to have a strong relationship with our child so that they will listen to us. In addition, it is critical that we model for them what it means to love God and to trust in Him. Let's bow for prayer. Dear God, we thank you, Lord, um, children that you've given to us for their precious gift from you. Yet it is our responsibility to train them up. Um, Lord, uh, we know that's not easy. May we to learn to love you. May we learn to appreciate you and value you. And it would be a good role model to our kids so that um, we can influence them. May we make it a priority to build relationship with them so that we can be in position to influence them, Father. Lord, uh, as we um, initiate this campaign for the next six weeks, Lord, we pray that you help us to participate, how we could unplug so that we can connect better 
with one another, whether we have family or not, uh, that we can build stronger relationship, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.